First you tell us that it is manly to keep your word. All right, if you are a man, you keep your word. And now all that the black people in this country are demanding, and even the black people in the whole world are demanding, is that you keep your word. You told us we were free. Well, then show us that we're free. You told us that there is justice, equality for all in this country. Well, then stick to your word and let us see the justice and equality for all. Or else admit to us that you're not a man. You're a worm. You're afraid of us. You're afraid to give us equal stand. You're afraid that if you give us equal ground, that we will match you and we will override you. And if that's what you're afraid of us, then, then tell us that just what you're afraid of. Good evening, petty people. It is your boy. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. That's right. It's me. Patty's back. After a little hiatus. Let me let me start this off right. Let me start this off again. Good evening, petty people. There we go. Ah. Uh, uh, uh. What's going on, my people? I know. I've been away for a while. You like Patty? What the f- is going on with the show? I, and believe me, I got a lot of stuff going on. It's still kind of job oriented, but you know, I got I'm making moves. I'm making moves. I got a really big team, and we need some really big rings. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get us some really, really big rings. But actually, it's just three of them: me, my daughter, and my son. But that's a different story. But I'm back. It's Patty, y'all. Your boy, GW. I'm happy to be back. That's, that's why I'm feeling good. It's your boy, Glenn Formation. This is a Politically Petty Podcast Show. Let me get it started off the way we always do. These flows are rated for who? They rated for everybody. And I do mean everybody. So let's do it like we always do. Somebody go ahead and grab Kiki and them. And them. Because I got something special for you today. And actually... Like, unlike the past episodes when I would, like, have a video clip and we just go over and we talk about what's going on today, I just want to go on a little riff because I've been gone for a while. People taking shots at me. You know, I got the typical busters, the Gilligans, the black, not black, not Democrat, not human, but alien types. You know, Tim Scott Jr. types. Yeah, they try to come out to Patty. And I'm like, oh, you know we can't have that. You want that smoke? You gonna get all that smoke. I told you. Born in 67, child of the 70s, 70s and 80s. You know, underground crews and you know we coming at you. Click, click, boom, watch these young G's cap you from that era. You know, love's gonna get you, VDP. I remember when Scholar Rock had them all and had them all. But I'm not a super ho. I'm the host of the Politically Petty Podcast show. Damn, that kind of wrapped, and I didn't mean for it to happen. But uh, yeah, I know it's been a while, and people wonder, like, damn, Petty, you don't fell off. You're not recording anymore. You know, I got life. I know. L-I-F-E. I got a lot of shit going on. Okay, but that's okay. I'm never going to leave you guys. I see my boy Sleepy Joe No Mo as I call it. 
I see he out and about talking about America is back. We're getting rid of that, you know, that brown stain that was Donald Trump. Matter of fact, I, I think I need to do something. I need I need a different type of music because, you know, I feel like preaching today. So, y- y'all want to preach with me? People in the Patty Church say, yeah, I say, wow, wow, doom, 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 doom. Yeah, let me, let me, let me pause this down. So, we need, we need some church music. So, get me going on the hip hop side. And there we go. Feel like we should start over again. This is that. Uh, 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 uh. This is the patty. Come in with the facts. Politically petty show. There we go. Go ahead and make. We gotta go to church today. Cause um, let me see. Over the last two weeks, do I need to pot this down? Y'all wanna bump with me? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Music just—it just does something to me. It gets me in that mood where I'm—I'm I'm about—I'm busting and they ain't right now. Hold on, y'all. Let me hit it for you. Uh, 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 uh. Y'all should see me. I'm doing my old man two step. It's like the uh, season nay 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 senior. You know, I do get my little uh, shittish Giambo off. This is America, you know, like, don't get you slipping, though. <laughs> but, yeah, a little church today. So, over the past couple of weeks, of course, we had Kamala go down to Guatemala. Kamala. I keep calling Kamala. It's Kamala going down to Guatemala. <laughs> it's politically petty podcast show. Y'all tripping. That's all right. Hey, before we get started, let's, let's, uh, let's wet our whistle a little bit. I got that Jameson and that Burner Ginger Ale. Everybody take a sip. Put your class up. Let me hear it. Hell, I even... On beat, I go... Like, uh, I go to charge. But anyway, going to Kamala in Guatemala. Yeah, of course, she's getting criticized, but what? We didn't think that would happen? Sisters, this is what's going to happen. I, I said it before. I, I truly believe the reason why Hillary lost. Let me turn this down a little bit because I want y'all to hear these flowers. I truly believe the reason why Hillary lost because, uh, quite honestly, sexism and misogyny, it's almost as bad as racism. Not as bad, but almost as bad. As bad, uh, it, put it this way, it's bad enough in this country that they would nominate a fool like Donald Trump. Speaking of Donald, we got, we got to get back to Kamala. I got, I got, I got to defend my sister because she took a lot of shots over the last couple of weeks. And um, I don't know. Basically, she went down to Guatemala and pretty much told him, like, uh, y'all might not want to come to America, to the border. Uh, we trying to clean up four years of some book where everything was screwed up. I mean, everything. And that's the problem. And a lot of people don't understand. And, of course, this is me just being my typical political nerd. And I get down in the sausage. I mean, I'm working from scratch. Y'all just want the sausage once it's made and fried up and all that shit. I, I'm, I'm adding everything to it. So I know how this shit works. And basically, Joe Biden coming into office and Kamala Harris coming into office, they almost had to start from scratch. I mean, you basically came into, like, a rental that Donald Trump had destroyed. Him and his little merry band of Gilligans and sex addicts and just ne'er-do-wells and just miscreants and crooks. So this is what we're having to deal with at the border. Oh, by the way, 
I'm still waiting on that uh, check from uh, Mexico. Remember, they were supposed to play for the wall. I mean, hell, can can it get like a Charlie Winburn, you know, Eagle Long, hey, you owe taxes check? Send it down to Mexico because they were supposed to pay for the wall. Remember that? But that's a different story and a different episode. I got It's an old term we used to use back in the day. Let us move on. Like that BDP. Uh, 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 uh. We going to church. Patty, you want to go to church? But yeah, so this is the, what we're dealing with as far as the border is concerned. And again, I think he's been in office, what, 140 days? I believe so. So, you know, we're like in the first quarter. Yeah, we're not even in the first. We're in the, what, 116th of a term type shit. You know, after four years of dealing with a you-know-who. Mr. Cheeto, hell, he's not even a flaming red hot. What would he be? Like a, a bag of flaming red hots that was left out in the sun that turned burnt orange. You know, that type of shit. But, yeah, so I just wanted to get that off. And, again, you know, the criticism coming from the right, of course. It was expected. They scared the freaking death of Kamala Harris, believe me. You thought they were scared of Barack Obama, and he was actually the president. You know, first of all, and, and <laughs> I told you to go to church. I, I need to turn this up a little bit so I can get this off. Y'all know how I am in my political commentary, and I, I, I'm going to give it to you straight. No chasing. I mean, you get none. I, hell, I, I might not give you water. You just got to take it straight to the head like you do. Like we used to do a 40-year-old Eddie back in the day. Take it straight to the head. Let's see what you can do. Check a look. But in this sense, the Republican Party right now, they don't have a party. They have a party of Donald Trump. Okay, this I'm going to turn it down a little bit. I had to get that. Yeah, they're the party of Donald Trump. And uh, I think I've been saying this for the last at least three years, probably the whole four years, because I saw all of this shit coming. And, you know, I'm not the type of guy to say I told you so, but I kind of told you so. Donald Trump will be the brown stain and Republican GOP conservative tidy whities for years to come. He has done irreparable damage to the Republican Party. See, what happened was, and let me, let me take you back. Sarah Palin was like the, the it's alive baby, the Chucky of the Republican Party. She was their introduction into, you know, trailer trash, the, the, the bubbles of the world. She was, she was the person that made it okay to put that type of person on a national stage because she, could, she appealed to the Trump types. Come on, folks, follow with me. It's really not that hard. I mean, she really did. She brought in the get-her-done faction of the party and made it okay. You know, the people that we all kind of knew were a little racist, a little big. And no, we knew that they were racist. We knew where they were biggest. They were the very fine people before the very fine people. It's like, you know, I was country before country was cool. Well, they was racist before racists were cool. And see, and again, this is me being a political pal that I am. But this whole idea behind the alt-right, folks, the alt-right were basically conservatives that they hid in the closet. Like, oh, don't come out because we don't want people to really know who we are. And again, going back to Sarah Palin, she was the inner, she was, you know, the, was it, the, the hillbilly from Wasala or something, Wasala hillbilly. I remember, you know, on some typical Wasala shit. Her and her family gets, what, in a fight at a fucking Piggly Wiggly or a Sizzler or some kind of shit. It was at a banquet, you know, on some po 
trash type stuff. I, you know, do we have to be political, right? I mean, this is a politically petty podcast show. I can say what I want to. I mean, it, it is what it is. Everybody knows I'm telling the truth. You're probably like, Glenn, you ain't got to do that. Oh, you know, you know you're wrong. No, I know I'm right. But getting back to the whole, the chronology of the Republican Party. So, Sarah, and, and this is so funny. And folks, I, you have to know this. And this is where I get a little hit of my skis and I expect people to know or feel or find, you know, or follow the same logic that I'm following. But I think it's pretty much black and white. You know, quickest way from A to B is a straight line. The whole shit we used to learn back in, uh, you know, high school and uh, some in college. You had to take remedial math. But not me. I was kind of a tutor brother. But anyway, let me get back to what I was trying to say. My point is, is the reason why Sarah Palin came on board because John McCain was running against him. So you needed to do what? Incite that party is like, oh, hell no. And his name is Barack Hussein Obama. Hell no, he can be the greatest American ever lived, but his name is Hussein. You know, we're talking about what? About uh, eight years, eight, yeah, about, about eight years after 9-11 happened and all that stuff. Are you crazy? So do you, you see what's happening? So the natural reaction to Barack Obama is what? Donald Trump. Now, I wouldn't be petty, and I wouldn't be professional, and I wouldn't be Glenn if I didn't keep it real. Now, Hillary came with a lot of baggage. Let's, let's just be real. She's eminently more qualified than Donald Trump would ever be for the position. That should be the most salient sticking point. But again, let's just, let's just be honest in the fear, in the spirit, fear, sphere. Damn sphere that we're in. Hillary had a lot of baggage coming into uh, the election. And of course, Republicans jumped on it. But then we also have to be honest too. There wasn't a lot of enthusiasm on the Democratic side. And we go back to this and, you know, people act like MAGA and Donald Trump. There was this huge following like, you know, people were showing up for him the, the, the same way they were for Barack Obama. That's just not true. Donald Trump barely, and I do mean barely won Michigan, Pennsylvania, and what was it, Wisconsin. Barely won. Those that that's what gave him the electoral college win. And I, I and I get. Uh, hopefully, I'm not repeating myself, but I think a lot of those uh, in my audience, the petty people. I think you already know that what Republicans have lost seven out of the last eight national elections. The only thing saving their ass is the antiquated rule that was put in that pretty much saved the conservatives and those who followed the conservative ideology post-Civil War. I'm going to keep it real with you. And, and, because, and it's funny because the reason why they did that, because they knew that this ever-changing country of immigrants, they would eventually shy away from, I don't know, fascists, people who or outwardly racist towards those who are black and brown, you know, the kind of the colors that are changing this country. I don't know if it's true or not. I've heard the statistics that say that uh, minorities will be the majority by 2045. I'm going to be around to see it. Let me see, 2045, what is that? Oh, yeah. I'll be close to 100. I'll be high. I'll be high. Can I count? Oh, that's... Uh, Oh, no, I'll be a lot older than that. I'm like a Richard Pryor. I remember in uh, Stir Crazy, and the judge gave him like 130, 100 and something years, and he told the judge I'll be 134 when I get out. 
I would have said, I want my grandbabies to say it. Little big head, little daddy walk around. Granddaddy, you so daddy. Yeah, I'm like, that's all right. The granddaddy gonna have, he got knowledge. I'll be like those commercials. You know? Grandpa, will you tell another story? I just have a big ass grin. He's like, oh, Lord, here we go. That's all right. I'm gonna be that dude. But then, then what was I talking about? Oh, so we, we talk about Donald Trump and the reaction to Barack Obama. That's exactly what it was. Uh, again, with, I have to be honest, and I have to blame a lot. I have to blame the Democrats. Their lack of organization, uh, Hillary's arrogance, quite honestly, and thinking that people were just going to come out and vote for her. It's not so much that the blacks were going to automatically come out and vote for Hillary. No, it was people that were pretty much tired of all the baggage and bill. And uh, I think that's what pretty much doomed her. But again, we're not talking about a significant amount of votes that put Donald Trump in office. I believe it was like 77,000 votes. And if, if those 77,000 votes spread across three states, Hillary Clinton is the president. We, we don't have half the shit that's going on right now that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have to clean up. So um, yeah, again, folks, you know me. I watch this stuff more than I'm willing to admit. No, actually, I'm willing to admit this shit. I don't wear, everybody's out like fighting at King's Island and shit, I don't know. I got the double tubes going on and laptops and tablets and I'm researching things and, and, and making sure that I got my facts right. I trust and verify and then verify, go back and see if I don't trust it and verify again. Because I need to make sure that I'm right. My debate coach in college told me, he said, Glenn, he said, when you can make the argument for the other side better than they can, that's when you got it. And that's what I was very good at. I mean, even as a freshman coming in, and believe me, upperclassmen, they looking at me like, you know, who's this guy? He thinks he's smart for Cincinnati. You know, he's wearing generic stuff, got the long trench coat on and the Corey Hart dark glasses. You know, I wear my sunglasses at night. I'm a smart brother and I'm coming down to Kentucky State and it's over for these. So See, they love me too. He's like, Glenn, he's so smart. I was like, come on, I'm going to be your tutor. <laughs> that was awesome. Get some, get, be a tutor and get some scrapes. Y'all don't know. But we're high. Came as for life. But yeah, so, damn, what do we, see, I, I get off on these tangents, I start feeling myself, talking about how I used to be smart. But uh, yeah, so my, that was my debate coach. That was his, uh, probably the, the advice that stuck with me the most was the idea that if you can make the argument better than your opponent can, you can destroy the argument. You get inside, work the gears, figure out what you know they're gonna try to say and how to counter it with just facts. And like I said, folks, we got four years worth of evidence and facts against the Republican Party, against black conservatives, you busters. <laughs> I should do a whole show just on you, Tim Scott clothes, like invasions of the body snatchers. Remember they had the, like the, the dog that had the human head? Well, it's going to be a bunch of Tim Scotts walking around, you know, with a little mush mouth from Fat Albert looking just like it. Is that the one that's like, hey, baby? I'm working on the police reform bill for the Republican Party, baby. Is that the thing? <laughs> or was that dumb Donald? I, I don't know. He could be dumb, Tim Scott, because that's how he sounds. And you black Republicans out there still caping for this party who is currently, at this moment, 
at this second trying to suppress the vote are people who look just like you and you not saying anything. You still out there with your little pom-poms, Hercules, 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 Hercules. I can't stand you. I mean, I've, I've always wanted to know what, what were black conservatives like back in the 50s and 60s? We don't need uh, uh, civil rights legislation. We don't need voter rights uh, legislation. That's just duplication of the Constitution, and we should allow the states to, to make that decision. I can see it. And Alabama said, that's right, go ahead, talk that shit, Negro. Black, not Democrat, tell them. We gonna be all right. Is that what they told you? Go on up there, Black Knight Democrat. Tell her, tell everybody you represent Mississippi, Georgia, Alabama. Oh yeah, tell them, tell them. We gonna do the right thing. You, you go up there and tell them. No, no, we not gonna tell them. Just like they, you get up there and, and talk to them. It's like Dave Chappelle said. Every, every group of brothers need that uh, one white guy because we gonna need somebody to talk to the police. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Republican Party. They're gonna need that one black guy so he can talk to the, you know, black America. And we're like, well, you kind of suspect because you like the only one. And if I'm not mistaken, I do believe Tim Scott, he's the only black senator, and he's gotta be one of maybe what? Maybe three or four in Congress? Let me put it this, to you this way. There are 535 members in Congress. 435 are in the House. 100 in the Senate. You know, I, I've said it before. There's a reason why the Democratic Party looks like America and the Republican Party looks like the host lineup down the Dow. Now, y'all know what down the Dow I'm talking about. You know, uh, Radio So White. Remember they had, what, was Oscar So White, Emmy So White? They got Radio So White. Oh, believe me, they scared of a brother like me. Because they know I'm going to give them straight far. What facts? See, this is this, I, I figured this out a long time ago. Time ago, guys. Just kill them softly. Because, see, they want to hang up because they want you to insult them. But then when you insult them by just giving out facts and giving the complete, you know, uh, rebuttal to their pretty much bullshit arguments of what they're trying to gaslight pander, then they feel bad. They're like, damn, this black guy is making me look bad. And I always tell them all the time, it is not my intent to make you look bad. You just look bad. But see, because when you come on this radio show or my podcast or on the Nathan Ivey show or Down to Dale Leakerware, and you come out with some bullshit, you should expect that the Politically Petty Podcast show, GW and Glenn Racer, I'm just going to Fact check you. I'm, I'm like PolitiFact. I'm like Gilligan fact. You know, I, I check Gilligan. Gilligan check. That's what I'm calling Buster check. What should I call it? Black, not Democrat, not black, but alien check. So if you try to pull that bullshit out there, remember, I'll give you a perfect example. This is a perfect example. And, and I know this for a fact, just being a host on conservative talk radios and battling with those fools and actually being able to sit behind the mic. But I've had insiders tell me that, and it's really not that hard to believe, but on a national level, and even on a local level, they coordinate on what they want to say for today. I mean, if you haven't noticed this whole critical race theory, oh, we don't need to find out about Tulsa, Oklahoma, and like the hundred other massacres that happen around this country because that's not American history. That's, 
like black history, you know, we're like separate. No, we're actually American. And y'all did this shit. You know, I mean, damn, there we go. I, I gotta need it. I need a whole episode on just that alone. But my point, my point is, is that on a national level, they send out these talking points. These are the things that are relevant. These are the things that are gaslight. These are the things that will pander to the lowest common denominator. They know what they're doing, folks. And pretty much, you know, conservative talk radio, the last four years, they've turned racism into a jingle. I mean, really, it, they don't even try to hide it anymore. We racist and you know it, clap your hand. You know, if you're a right-wing, alt-right, fascist, favoring Nazi, very fine people, clap your hands. If you racist and you know it, and you conservative and you got black Gilligans making your arguments for you and you look like a dumbass, show it. If you a Gilligan, buster, sellout, and you know it, clap your hands. I mean, really, they got him out there. You know, it, it's like, again, hell, I'm going to keep going. I What am I, 25 minutes in? Y'all going to listen to my shit. I got something to say. I've been gone a long time, so just listen to it. See, I got, lot, I got a lot of stuff on my mind. Cause see, I, I let a lot of, I let some shit slide. That's what it was. Maybe that's why I'm so hated. Cause Glenn, he was like, you let him get it all. You know, now people trying to, you know, they actually trying to listen to that stuff. Like, see where Glenn is, where's Glenn at to fact check these fools. See, I kind of missed that. There's no one around to say, hey, that's not true. But going back to a, a fact of how you kind of catch them with the whole national talking points and then they bring it locally and try to get it off and then you go back and find out what's really going on. And this goes back to an episode of Politically Petty podcast show when they were talking about the difference between the Georgia voting laws and the voting laws in Colorado. Because if you remember, they took the game from Atlanta, which was actually the suburbs, like, you know, from Mason instead of downtown Cincinnati, and took it to Colorado. Well, then they tried to say, well, oh, you know, the Colorado laws were more restrictive than the uh, Georgia laws. Remember, remember uh, what's that guy, uh, Lil Drip? not black alien X. He tried to come on a Nathan Ivy show and say that. And then you had to go back like, skr, skr, you know, like Quavo, you know, Amigo, skr, skr. Like, that's not true. Matter of fact, Colorado, if you, you know, trying to cape for Colorado or hating on Colorado, I would cape for it. They actually have mail-in voting where 90% of their uh, population votes by mail so there's really no need for a damn line there's really no need for extra voting hours matter of fact they were like they had places set up they were like they're saying we're wasting money by even opening the doors because you know people vote by mail oh and guess what no voter fraud either because that's what you know if we allow people to vote by mail it just and you know opens itself up to faster voter fraud no it doesn't what it opens itself up to you getting your ass voted out of office. Because the more people that vote, the more they're like, um, I don't want to be you know, involved with the Republican Party. They got, they got that look like it's something on their face. Look at them. Like they ain't washed their face or something. Look at them. You know, they got lint in their hair and shit. They got like boogers and shit all in their nose. It ain't nobody tell them that, you know, toilet paper hanging off the back of their shoe shirt all wrinkled and shit. You know, they got mixed match stuff on, talking all crazy. That's a Republican Party. It truly is. Y'all, thank you for listening to me rant for about uh, 29, 28 minutes and counting. But I had to get that off. This is a Politically Petty Podcast show. 
I um, I'm gonna try to do something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back on. I'm, I'm back on the horse. I'm, I'm feeling good. Like I said, I had a couple things going on uh, just recently. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, Nada. Her birthday just uh, passed on the uh, 13th. So she would have been 52 years old. So rest in peace, babe. But um, yeah, I um, got a lot of things going on. But I, I, you know, I'm happy as hell. If you can feel my smile through the mic, I set it up. Like a DJ, and just pull it to the side, like hit the button. I'm ready to go. Matter of fact, and I know he's gonna be mad at me, and I can't believe I've gone what 28 minutes and didn't say a damn thing to him. To him, and I know he's like, "What's up with that, GP? What's going on, my brother? What's going on, G Double G? What's going on with you, man? I mean, I, I'm sorry. I was just telling the audience." can't believe i mean i always you know i say grab kiki and them and these flows rated for everybody and, and i don't you know i don't say anything to you and this is my first show back i was wondering what, what's up with that you know i'm your boy and you know how it is i'm still down with you and a politically petty podcast group hey i appreciate that my brother i love how you always say the politically petty podcast crew it's just me and you but that's all right like I said, we can be a two-man crew. Underground G's, and you know we coming at you. Click, click, boom, watch these young G's cap you. We the roughest, toughest crew you ever seen. I got the roughest, toughest podcast you ever seen. Hey, right, this is GW. This is Politically Petty Podcast. Hopefully in the end, like I always do, you getting what I'm spitting. I'm out.